0: Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is our weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your pleasure and also to introduce the new and younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. We discuss the music along with politics and social issues. I'm in the studio as usual with my co-host and long, long-time friend, Lawrence Williams. Hey, brother.
1: Hey, how you doing Al, what's up man?
0: Nothing much, how are you? Okay, everything's good. Good, good man.
1: Summer's is moving fast, brother. Yes, so it is, man. Mid July. Well, unbelievable how fast life is moving. Yeah. Now that I've turned uh, twenty-five.
0: Yeah. Plus another fifty. <laughs> fifty plus, you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that twenty-five joke is old, brother. You need a little bit more for it to be believable. <laughs> Especially after
1: I said you've been my friend for 60 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you left that out earlier, so I thought I could slip that in. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah.
0: I didn't realize I left it out, man. (laughs) All right, folks. Let's get going. Uh, You know, um, I hope you're enjoying your summer. So much is going on. And we always start this podcast off with a song that deals with some topic of social justice. Songs that have messages. Uh, And here's an oldie but goodie, and uh, and, uh, and it talks about, you know, that one thing that seems to be involved in so much conflict, both individual conflict, conflict between nations, conflict in general, money. (laughs) The OJs, For the Love of Money. Our
2: social justice song. I'm going We're mm-hmm. gonna
0: for the love of money that mean green the almighty dollar don't let it change you but it does a lot of people larry
1: yeah that's for sure that's definite.
0: yeah it's amazing how much value of everything that people put into money
1: yeah that's for sure that's one of the things that uh, um when you look at it and and what it is exactly you know it's a, like they said a piece of paper man and, and it's and it's so heavy you know it can uh, you know it can uh, it, it, it destroy a lot of lives well, if, it if that's has. A, if if that's the only thing that you are driven by you know yeah, yeah you don't know, yeah. get the spiritual part of your life if if, you're, if there's an imbalance when you just all you think about is money
0: yeah I you know it doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual, it just can be your uh, humanistic value
1: yeah, that, that's that, true too
0: yeah uh, well the o j s folks, and that's our song on uh social justice uh so this is jazz, man, and we're gonna kick off in a little jazz, uh but before we do uh talk about money uh Lawrence, you went and saw a play and uh why don't you talk about that play that you saw?
1: Oh yeah, uh, the name of the play was The Rock and Roll Man. It was about Fred uh, uh, Alan, Alan Freed. Freed. I'm sorry, not Fred Freed. Alan Freed. And Alan Freed was a DJ back in, uh, I guess, late 50s, early 60s. I remember uh, him well. He used to put on shows at the Paramount in Brooklyn. used to... Uh, uh, he was the first uh, person that coined the term rock and roll um he not started rock and roll but he taught, he was the first one to co- coin the term and uh what the play was about was about his life and what happened as a result of, of payola uh, yeah. basically i didn't know that he was one of the first uh people on the radio mm-hmm. uh to integrate on a white station black music yeah. um uh, um, and, and this was this only, was the fifties, early sixties. Uh, fifties, early sixties, and he was one of the first that had a dance show on TV where blacks and whites were dancing together. Yeah, and that when they went out to Boston, riots. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, happened because the police and J Edgar Hoover was after him. Oh, yeah. For bringing, and they thought that what it was going to do by allowing him to exist was to destroy the youth in this country because of what he was what he has started. So the bad part about this and this seems to happen throughout history is a guy who has a good idea and then gets caught up into something that's not yeah. so good. Yeah. But he when he did this, he the payola part of it. And this once again is about how law is interpreted. He said that that money that he got was a Common fee. practice. It was common practice, but With he was DJs. saying that it was a consulting fee. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And Everybody
0: it was, paid to get their records, the exactly. DJs to play their music. Right, that's how it was done.
1: But they were after him, person. Yeah, they, they went
0: they, they, after they, him because yeah. of the integration piece. Yeah, my sister used to go to the when her girlfriends went to the Paramount, and I was just slightly too young. Uh huh. And across the street was the Fox Theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brooklyn was the heart of that rock and roll man. Yeah, all yeah. the groups used to come from the Cadillacs man to the Chante. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't remember the names. Chantels, old, Chantels, yeah, yeah, all those groups, yeah, man, yeah. Marvelettes. I uh, used to perform there, uh, yeah. Smokey uh, Robinson and the Miracles. Yeah, he. T- he yeah, uh,
1: the play was a little bit about Little Richard and uh, Little Richard. Little yes. Richard was uh, was was prominent in the play, and a little bit of Jer- uh, Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. was in there too.
0: Little Richard, you know, he claimed that he was the father of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and in many ways, he 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 was uh, with some rhythms. Yeah. But we know that uh, there there were some people even before Little Richard playing that music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But uh, Alan Freed, man, yeah, he was up there, and they chopped him down. Yeah, they chopped
1: him down. They chopped him. They chopped him down, man. And it was uh, it's a shame. It's a shame of what happened. Yeah. He got involved with alcohol and uh, destroyed him. Yeah, destroyed him. Destroyed. He he died at forty-two. Yeah. You know, he's a young man. That was a young man. Yeah. You know. And that just shows you what this this government yeah. can do, mm-hmm. you know, can do to you if, if, that's, your, if that's your thing and you can't uh, pivot to, to, to do something yeah. else or, or to be able to beat them. Right. You know, and, you know, that's the way it is, man, yeah. I guess.
0: And people don't realize the late 50s, the early 60s, Brooklyn was totally segregated. You had your white communities, your little pockets of Puerto Ricans, and your black communities. Yes. And the three basically didn't mix. No. Very little. And so these big dance shows, these rock and roll shows, when they first started out, they kept them separate inside the uh, Palladi, uh, uh Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. 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 And Alan Frieden then broke it down. Yeah, he, he he's, he's what
1: I... And, and as you know, when we grew up, you know, it was, you know, our neighborhood was basically black, and then if you went up uh, Myrtle Avenue a little bit, there was an Italian neighborhood oh, yeah. that was you up there. You didn't, you didn't mess with them. You didn't mess with them. And they course, didn't come into ours. And they, vice versa. And then we had... Uh, the Puerto Rican gang, the LA Bops, right yeah. across the street from us. We could, nobody walked down Ellery Street. Yeah, yeah that lived in the mossy. That was that was like that's suicide. <laughs> that, yeah, that was yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, you know. So like, uh, growing up in that atmosphere was was a difficult time oh, yeah. for us. You know, yeah. but but we got through it. We we got through. It. I think it made us stronger. Made us, uh, you know, we got through it. We got through it. There were some of us that didn't make it through. So. I'm grateful that I did.
0: Yeah. Hey, folks, that's, uh, if you haven't heard about that, check out that play, uh, The Rock and Roll Man. It's at the New World Stage, Off-Broadway. Yeah. Correct, Larry? Yeah.
1: It's on 50th, uh, um, uh, between 8th and 9th.
0: All right, man. Yeah. Uh, Alan Freed was a figure in rock and roll history being a figure in rock and roll history made him a figure in black history and being a figure in black history made him a figure
1: in American history. Yeah, 100% yeah. yeah, I agree.
0: Alright man, let's get to what we, we do best and play some jazz. My man Fowl Saunders as you may know, Fowl Saunders played with John Coltrane for a while Then he played, then he had a group with Leon Thomas and then he Played with Alice Coltrane, just to name a few. Uh, a fabulous career. Born in 1940 in Arkansas. Died, unfortunately, recently in 2022 in Los Angeles. Here's a song in which he first recorded with John Coltrane. Uh, and then later on, uh, he recorded this uh himself on lead, lead saxophone after John Coltrane passed away. I mean, and it's hard to put Pharaoh Saunders in a box. You can label him spiritual jazz, free jazz, avagant jazz, world jazz, fusion jazz, ethnic jazz, post-bop jazz, but there's one common denominator there, folks, jazz. And so uh, let's listen to uh, Faust Saunders, Equinox. Enjoy.
1: And critics can't believe what they're seeing.
0: I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I am uh, playing a uh, a version of this that I uh, didn't listen, to, n- did not listen to uh, beforehand, in which I should have. I apologize for that, folks. But let's get right back to it. Uh, so. Pharrell Saunders uh, from the album, <clears throat> Oh Lord, Let Me Do No Wrong. That was Equinauts with Farrell Saunders on tenor sax, William Henderson on piano and organ, uh, Tyreek Shah on bass, and Greg Benoit on drums. You know, that was done in 1987, so you had that influence, had that influence from John Coltrane, Leon Thomas, and Alice Coltrane, and you can hear all those influences uh, in this in this piece, the way he redid Equinox, yeah. Larry, how'd you like that piece, man? Yeah, it was really good.
1: I, 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 I think this is the first time I heard that version of it, uh, and, but it was really done well, um, uh, the way that he hit those high notes, and, and uh, oh, it was just a great piece. I, I really enjoyed listening to it.
0: Yeah, that was uh, uh, man, in the '80s, man. You know, from from the '80s, '90s, and into 2000, uh, Farrell, you know, really stretched it. Yeah, I was I was beyond what he did in the early days of the '70s, '60s, '70s, and you know, early '80s.
1: Yeah, I was fortunate enough to meet him in the '70s. I I worked at a branch of uh, Chemical on Spring Street and Broadway, and. He came in there to open up an account at one point. Good. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to meet him. That was great.
0: All right. Um, Lot going on in the world. And when we talk about issues of social justice, issues of politics, man, you can't get away from what's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine. It, It does not seem to be getting any better. Uh, the pre- President Biden just today, yesterday, said that it's going to be a long haul and we'll be in it for a long time. I have some serious problems with uh, the president's policy here. But here's the question, folks. Should we continue to supply and even increase because they just increased the uh, military support in cluster bombs and should we allow ukraine to join nato those are some very important questions i don't think we should continue to uh supply and we definitely should not have approved cluster bombs a year ago the united states declared cluster bombs as weapons that were crime against humanity and here we are today, giving them to Ukraine. Larry, what you think?
1: Well, I I, I was thinking, I'm not thinking, but I, I I looked this up and and I got some pros and cons. I mean, um,
0: but what's uh, your position?
1: My position is that, um, based on what I read, uh, I think that we should um, continue to support. Um, Ukraine because of one thing, uh, United States. Uh, if they back out of it now, it means that not a, not that it means, but it shows that we are not uh, able to fulfill our commitment to a country. Uh, our, our when we commit or we agree to commit, if we don't follow through, then you know what is our word? You know that's that's, that's how I think of it. Um, but I The commit, thing about the cluster bombs, I don't think that we should supply them with the cluster bombs. And the reason why they asked for them was because Russia is is bombing them with cluster bombs. And that's the reason why they asked for it. It wasn't that it was just out of the blue. No, I know. But one, I'm, I'm just, one, I'm, one wrong doesn't make another. No, I agree yeah. with you. And I agree with you there. But I'm just saying that that was the reason why they did it. It wasn't just out of the blue. But if you're going to, if you if you believe a certain way, then you have to follow through on it. If you're saying that it's crimes against humanity, then why are you participating in something that's crimes against humanity? That's not that doesn't make sense. I mean, that doesn't. I don't. I, don't, I mean, that's. Uh, then you're putting yourself as a, as a criminal by by doing that. You just can't change. this, like, I mean, unless the well, we did. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, what does what Biden think? That the bombs have gotten less criminal than they were last year? No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So I can see, I can see uh, there's some reasons that, that uh, there was some reasons for continuing. There's some reasons against us continuing. Um, yeah. But I I personally think that if we commit it, we commit. If we don't commit, we don't commit. You know, um Otherwise, like, it's like you're just leaving people. It's like what happened in Afghanistan. At the end of that war, people who uh, committed to us were left there to fend for themselves. We didn't think that, through. we didn't think about getting those people out before we ended that war.
0: Well, same thing in Vietnam,
1: same thing in Iraq, and then the same thing will happen
0: probably in Ukraine. What we are committed with supply. That's what we made. Weapons. Weapons. That's the commitment. True. But it's it's a it's NATO. NATO was a military organization using the World War II, post World War II strategy to solve conflict. And the and the more we continue to use NATO with this post World War II strategy, pushing Russia and pushing Russia, the more we have the possibility of a nuclear disaster. Uh, That's the biggest concern. And Biden policy is an old policy. And old, Russia is not the Russia it was in the 90s. I mean, they're number 12 in GDP. They can't go invading all these countries. They just don't have the resources. They can barely get through this with Ukraine. They're no longer the big threat that they were, except they have nuclear weapons. But we can't keep doing these kinds. We took in Finland. We took in Sweden into NATO. And you see, here's the thing. We came very close to taking in Ukraine into NATO. Do you realize the consequence of that?
1: Yeah, that would be, that, that would be disastrous at this point.
0: Yes because NATO you have an obligation to fight with your allies. Exactly. And half of Europe wanted to take them
1: in. Well, they wouldn't support it. So the United them.
0: States was the only one that the if the United mm. States would have said yes to that. Yeah. We would have been in an armed conflict with Russia.
1: Yeah, but look, all these European countries that that wanted it, how many how many troops would they send over there?
0: Ain't got nothing
1: to do with troops. Ain't got nothing to do with that, man. You're talking about Russia and the United States, brother.
0: This is, ain't that kind of war. This is not that world when NATO war. II gets kind involved of war. With,
1: when NATO gets involved with it, it becomes.
0: No, it will be a nuclear war. And it won't be no troops. Okay. Not Russia and the United States. It'll evolve that, into nuclear war.
1: You don't think that they would start out with troops?
0: Whether they start out whatever, it'll evolve. You losing, you're going to evolve. We have that concept, we have that possibility in Ukraine. Okay. We are we are arming Ukraine and they can't win. Right. They can't that country is destroyed. Okay. Russia's not gonna back down. Part of Ukraine wanted to be with Russia any damn way. Uh so they were fighting between their own little civil war before Russia invaded. Um uh, But somehow we think that this formula from NATO and post World War II is the formula to keep the peace in the world. It's just not the case. Nothing, what's going to happen is they're not going to beat and drive Russia out of Ukraine. The more Russia lose, the bigger weapons they'll use.
1: Yeah, unless somebody, unless there's a coup. There's going to be no coup. Oh, there was almost a we coup earlier this year.
0: Yeah, there was a little thing. I don't know how big it was, how how much it was toppling. Yeah. But, you, you know, Pushkin, I mean, uh, uh, Pukin is a powerful leader,
1: dictator. Yeah. yeah,
0: He ain't going nowhere easily.
1: No, I know he's not going to yeah. go easily, but, you know, that's— I We mean,
0: can't build policies on the hope of something like that.
1: Not the hope. <laughs> This country doesn't do things on hope. they, yeah, they this country they is act not going to be in and, and get
0: involved with a coup
1: with Russia. That's insane. That's yeah. war.
0: Yeah. What kind of war are you talking about? Is you know, world-ending war? Do you know how much nuclear weapons Russia and the United States have?
1: Yeah, yeah they have Enough overkill. to blow up the planet a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. The whole damn planet. They're overkill. Definitely.
0: So, you know, uh, I, think, I, I think we have to rethink how we do these policies. And that's why they ha- they ca- they're having a hard time coming up with a policy with China. They're making China the enemy on one end, yet their main trading partner in many areas on the other end. Because they're using this old World War II stuff and it don't work. China didn't invade no country.
1: Well, they haven't they haven't yet.
0: They, there you go. Yet yeah, they haven't invaded any country.
1: I'm talking about their they want to they they want to take uh, uh Taiwan. They have
0: not invaded any country. They want to
1: take Taiwan. Whether or not they've done it yet or not It's just a matter, It's just a matter of time. That's China. It's not a matter, it's not a matter It's a matter of when.
0: It's we just, can't say that, Larry. You can't say that. Why not? Because it hasn't happened. You can't predict it's going to happen.
1: Well, you can plan for an eventuality.
0: They haven't invaded no country. That's really theirs. That's been part of China from, from you know, they haven't gone around invading anybody.
1: Okay. I, I, that part I see. I see that, that, it's, that it was a mission. So
0: we're going to stay spending, you already spent like, what, $30 billion in Ukraine? Country is destroyed. Population is scattered. We're not bringing down the Russian economy, it's the 12th largest GDP in the world. They're not the big boys anymore, they're up, they're not even in the top 10. But they got enough to keep this going. And if Putin gets tired of it, he would either increase, if he sees no way out, he'll get an honorable way out. And who's gonna rebuild that country? At what
1: expense? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that that the U.S. would probably be involved. With and
0: they've that. been fighting each other for over a hundred years, and they were part of, of the Soviet bloc up until the nineteen nineties.
1: Okay, part of the Soviet Union.
0: Yeah, they they've been fighting each other for all this time, and the hatred runs so deep that in World War Two, and I keep telling people this. You know, part of part of the Ukrainians sided with the Nazis because they didn't want to side with the Allies because Russia was on that side. Didn't know that. Well, the history, brother. The history. And uh they the Ukrainians just apologized for the atrocities in World War II against the Polish Jews.
1: When they sided with the Nazis.
0: Uh but hey. When they, you they, say the
1: Polish Jews because they were light on the on the border of uh Ukraine or what Yeah, they were involved in some of the massacres. Okay. Yeah. Uh
0: and Ukraine had a, prior to this other stuff, Ukraine had a, a pretty, pretty interesting history of a government with a lot of damn corruption. Okay. And it ain't like it's a pillar of democracy. Um and then most people didn't even know where it was on the map until this broke out. Yeah. So, yeah, they putting up a good fight, yeah. Hey, so did other, other people in other places. How, how do you see this ending?
1: Oh, I mean, um, I don't know. It's probably going to end just like uh, Afghanistan um, with the side that we support not winning and Russia going and taking over the whole country. That's how I probably see it. And accept, accepting that as the final income, outcome, rather. But I would prefer to see the Ukrainian people have their own country. That's my preference. I mean, that, that's, the fact that they're fighting so hard to keep their country, I would, if 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 I had a hope, I would hope that they would be able to sustain that. I know that they can't beat Russia. Russia's too big. I I was surprised that they lasted a week. I was t- totally surprised. Forget about the uh, um, the, I mean, the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah, forget about that.
0: It's like you know it,
1: the the armies, the size of the army.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know that <laughs> that alone should have Russia should have just. Been well,
0: able to, oh. ego, someone can say the same thing about Vietnam. Besides the U.S. government army and and military, yeah, but they couldn't They, they, they
1: should have wiped them out. They didn't know how to fight guerrilla warfare. Oh,
0: we could have just bombed the hell out of them. We didn't yeah. even have to fight it. So we didn't use all our power. And the we, same we thing. We tried to bomb the
1: hell out of yeah, them. Yeah, but did, we
0: did not use all our military strength. Is my point. Uh-oh. And the same thing with Russia. It's not using all its military
1: strength. Okay. I mean, it's not, different... you don't
0: see nothing about no nuclear submarines in the Black Sea shooting missiles and all this other kind of stuff. I mean they, they can totally obliterate that country. Obliterate it.
1: Uh I mean they they're pretty much damn well doing it right now if you look at, at some of the pictures of what they're doing with the civilian populations and the civilian property. Their targets are not necessarily military targets. Um, you know, so
0: I'm not, you know, I'm not defending Russia, but I, I, I don't, I don't know uh, if any, any, any. That is such a complex situation because you, it's not just an independent country; it's a mixed country where you have people who supported Russia. Part of that population, it's been like that. It's been back and forth for Lord knows how long. It's not just it's a it's not we got ourselves we stepped deep into the muddy.
1: Yeah. But Russia should've stayed out of it as well. I mean that it wasn't just us that are getting into the mud. Russia Russia should have stayed out of if it was a civil war type. No, the civil war was pro Russia. Given, yeah, given that, let let the people who are pro Russians, if they would have won then they then they would have moved to to Russia, as part of their protector or whatever. But with Russia getting involved with it, then it becomes a bigger matter. They they should have just stayed out. That's all they had to do. They just had to stay out. So why it's, did we get involved? We're on the other end of the we're, world. We're doing that that same philosophy that you talk about. NATO. I yeah. mean
0: the uh, World War II the, stuff. Yeah, and it's not going to solve anything. Yeah. Well, Larry, we can go on with this for a while. Let's let's, let's get on with some jazz, folks. Uh, Here is a piece. I'm going to do a little bit of Monk, Theolonious Monk, on a piece called... uh,
2: The new Motorola Razor Plus.
0: (laughs) Man, I just had it, and I lost it. But I'm going to get it back. Uh... This is a piece by Monk called Ugly Beauty.
1: (laughs) That's Uh Monk. Huh? That's Monk. He comes up with these titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the only waltz that he ever played. So here's Monk. Sit and (laughs) enjoy. Theolonious Monk on a song, Ugly Beauty, recorded in 1967 on the Underground album. You have uh, Monk on piano, Charlie Ross on tenor sax, Larry Gales on bass, Ben Riley on the drums. The title, Ugly Beauty, is an English translation from a French phrase, Jolie La which means ugly, beautiful. But in essence, means those people who have unconventional features, but are still immensely attractive. That's monk at
1: its best. Larry, how'd you like that? That was a, that was beautiful. Uh, you said that it was a waltz, and yeah. uh, I was trying to.
0: Written as, he wrote it as a waltz.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I was trying to keep. It's like three quarter time. If I, I, I was trying to keep time, yeah. and it was like three quarter times, which which is what a a typical waltz exactly and uh so it was really real i i you know i probably like if i if i if you hadn't mentioned the fact that it was a waltz um i would not have thought of picked it as up. a waltz yeah, yeah picked you know it up. but uh yeah it's definitely a waltz it's beautiful yeah, the yeah. way that he did it yeah was i can see i can see dancing on the floor with a waltzing uh, on the floor with yeah. with that type of music yeah
0: yeah a, a jazz song as a waltz man yeah well, yeah yeah you
1: know. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of the geniuses, Theolonius Monk. Man, he, he had a unique creative style on that piano. Oh, yes. Monk had a saying, man, you can dance to my music. And he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, this next piece we're going to play, Larry, was D number one the biggest selling jazz song of all time, Grammy Hall of Fame. And that was uh, Dave Bubeck's Take Five. This is a version of it that was done, the original came out in 1959. This is a version done in 1964 with uh, Paul Desmond on alto sax, Joe Morello on drums, Eugene Wright on bass, and Dave Bubeck on piano. So, uh, get with this, folks. Take five. That's Dave Brubeck Quartet on a 1964 version of their 1959
1: hit, Take Five. Uh, that was a good.
0: good piece, good piece, Larry. How'd you like? Oh, man,
1: I, I don't, you know, like, in 64 was like when I really started to get into jazz, and I don't remember this version.
0: Now, this was recorded... Uh, in Belgium, that was a, a live performance. Okay, because that's not their recorded performance. Oh, because yeah. man,
1: this is beautiful. Yeah, um, no, that's not. Their I record. like I like the way Paul Paul got on there and uh, riffed on 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 uh, uh, alto sax, and and um, uh, the drummer was really really yeah. beautiful beautiful. I mean, I like that whole. I mean, that whole thing. I wish, I wish that. Uh, you know that that was the one that was out
0: then. No, but. because the it was it came out. Remember, uh, did it come out in, in, a, in a in a small version? Yeah, it came out. It came out on the 45. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and that's what made it minutes. so popular.
1: So it couldn't uh, they couldn't put this on the 45. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. They couldn't put yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember he had his album out too, right? Yeah, his the album was it was Time Out. The yeah, album yeah, was called exactly. Time, Time out. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with
0: Blue Rondé Turques on it. Take Five—that's a fabulous album.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is. But this—I think this—this this is the better version.
0: Okay, uh, that was a uh, Dave Brubeck man kicking it in 1964, folks. His uh, his uh, oh, man. What can I say about this next artist? Uh, except she's the lady, Nina Simone. I ain't got no. I got life. <laughs>
3: ain't got no mother ain't got no father ain't got no brother ain't got no children ain't got no
0: Nina Simone, I got life. Ah, life. that's so nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's Nina at her best.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, she's uh, so banging away at that piano, but uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
0: We got to play more Nina Simone. In fact, we're going to do a show featuring her. But right now we gonna play, uh, we're going to play we're going to uh go out uh not go out the last piece cuz it's getting to be that time, folks. And uh, we played this young lady before. She's a poet. Uh But she's so good, she's so good. We need to play one more of her poems. And this is Aja Monet. We played her before. And this is a poem entitled, Give My Regards to Brooklyn, (laughs) so enjoy.
4: This poem is called Give My Regards to Brooklyn. And uh, this is the Brooklyn I knew before the Brooklyn that currently is. <laughs> on the Humble, I be having these dreams where I'm people watching with Basquiat sitting on a curb on Bedford Ave, sympathy dog was talking about never thought I'd live to see the day. Could have sworn I saw Otis Blackwell walking out the corner store in Atlantic Ave, smoking a Lucy, whistling a new tune for Elvis to cover, and it was Gully, right, because I caught Biggie on a stooping bed selling dope to a hipster with ready-to-die tattered across the pail of his arm. Hadn't seen a hoopty in a while when old dirty bastard pulled up off me a ride to the pink houses and suddenly a handsome mocha man sitting on a nearby fire escape calls my name. I could tell it was Jackie by the dodger stitched across his chest. He told me I miss home and then it all fades to black. When I woke, the blue moon was sprawling out from its hiding place, limbs hanging over the shoulders of night after lovers had abandoned their bodies, laughing in the corners of each other. I was a full-tint lamppost staring at the sky's cheekbones, shy of stardust through the blinds of J-train tracks. This is how it feels to dream of being moonlight in East New York, a concrete plant collecting whispers of bodega blues, darling sunrise-tickled drumbeat hips swaying through the air of Sasson. And I envy the morning swag. Boomboxes hold our windows open in July. We face our fears on the cyclone called romance. A stroll along the boardwalk in Coney Island. Head nods, pay respect on beat. Boys playing Scully in the street. We used to buy our kicks from City Line and roll a blunt for our so- fallen soldiers. And spark a generation in love with spray cans and naked tenement buildings, graffiti. The spirits of hustlers with bubble letters. Mr. Softy Summers meant stealing Abuela Santa offerings for Tweety Bird on a popsicle stick, playing hopscotch on the broken sidewalk, eavesdropping on front stoop gossip, hair braiding, fingers dancing between strands of air. Brothers get caught in gangs, get caught in barbershops, get caught in street corners, get caught. Thrown against the hood, a cop car Seen one too many handcuffs on the wrists of brown and black skin. We dock slave ships on our shores daily know Rikers Island like a country home. I'm convinced my father conceived me in Kings County arraignments while daydreaming of freedom. I owe my life. I owe my life to the woman who stopped my mother on the B-56 on her way to the abortion clinic and told her, you have a poet coming.
0: Man, I had to play that, folks. That's Aja, and uh, she, she's just she's just powerful. And that poem, give my regards to Brooklyn, captures Brooklyn in the nineteen nineties. She nails it, Larry.
1: Yeah, yeah. She brought up Biggie and 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 uh, old Dirty Bastard and the pink houses and all that was Brooklyn, Coney Island. Oh man, it's just uh, you know just yeah, she... brings brings all that stuff that was relevant back then. And Biggie back in the nineties was very relevant, relevant for what he was doing before he got involved with hip hop per se. So it was like really good. I, she's really good. She she reminds me, you know, of some of the ladies that were before her, like Sonia and. Uh,
0: she got a little bit of that Nikki Giovanni. Yeah, uh, but she's good. Yeah, she had her own style. I I, I like her poetry. Her poetry is. Uh uh, it's
1: fast moving for me, it's very yeah, quick. Yeah, spoken spoken quick, word, quick tempo, te- quick tempo. Yeah, well, that's really.
0: spoken word. Spoken word is is is, is the, the tempo and the flow of the poem is much quicker. Uh huh. You know, uh, and young people. So is that a style?
1: Spoken word yeah. is a style of poetry. Oh,
0: okay, of okay. course. That's what, the main thing young people listen to today. Is spoken word. Okay. They don't. They don't necessarily. It's the old old farts like me, old farts like me, still you know write poetry the slow stuff, <laughs> line by line. Uh, but the young the young folks, man, they kick it like it's you know the express train, brother. You get on board or you gonna miss your stop. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, man, Larry, this has been good, man. We had a little discussion on. Uh, Ukraine, of course, neither of us is going to solve that. But, uh, <laughs> that that's we, very true, Out, We express our viewpoints on it. Yep. I think it's important for people to stay informed because it does impact you. Uh, it impacts what the government do. And uh, we have a say in, 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 through our vote and participation or demonstration, of how we want this government to act. Uh, we don't have to sit down and sit back and just be passive and accept everything. Uh, we, we've seen that from the 60s and the 70s, man, that we can be active. And this is a very active generation, very active. You know, they started with the, uh, uh, the Wall Street demonstration, and then the Black Lives Matter was global. Uh so this is a very, people didn't see that coming. They thought, you know, generation, this generation of young folks were not very active. They're extremely active. So don't, you know, keep your voice. Be willing to express your voice. And if there's policies, because the stakes are high. Stakes are high. You know, this is 2022. Three folks and we don't need this kind of conflict and ongoing war too many countries have too many devastating weapons uh, and once they launch there's no taking them back alright man uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast we definitely enjoyed bringing it to you Uh <laughs>
5: There I go,
0: there I go. There and so, I folks, there, as always, until the next time, peace and love.
5: Pretty baby, you are the soul who snaps my control. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave. You give me a smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic There's music all around me Crazy music, music that keeps calling me so Very close to you Turns me your slave Come and do with me any little thing you want to Anything baby, just let me get next to you Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies how I worry about you just can't live my life without you baby come here don't have no fear oh is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love so tell me why start to think about this weather my dear this little dream might fade away There I go, a-talking out of my head again Oh, baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and real Ooh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a thought above us Go on and let it rain. I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane. Oh, my baby, won't you please let me love you and give me relief from this awful misery? What is all this
2: Oh my loving me, my
5: sweet?
2: I am not afraid, not anymore, not like before. Don't you understand me now, baby? Please pull yourself. Together, do
5: it soon My soul's on fun. Come on and take me up be what you make me My darling, my dear Oh baby, you make me feel so good Let me take you by the hand Come let us visit out there In that new promised land Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about James Woody, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to We're through